And now, brought to you by Guru Energy Drinks. Good energy, smart organics. www.guruenergy.com Coming to you live, but not really live, from Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state and Gut Check South Command, deep in the belly button above the buckle of the Bible Belt, it's the Gut Check Podcast with your hosts, Ted Gluck and Zach Bartles. Hey there, it's the Gut Check Podcast. I am Zachary Bartles, and uh, with me, as never before, as Ted Udy says, with me as always is Zach. As, as never heard before on the Gut Check Podcast, we have Pastor Joe Thorne. Joe, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, listen, this is a this is a big deal because it, Friday's my day off. It's a family day. Uh, I'm not allowed to do anything, no work or anything. And I said to my wife, like, listen, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go talk to Zach. It's gonna be good. You know, I gotta. This podcast thing, and she's like, "It's your day off. I don't want you working." I said, "No, no, it's not work. It's fun. It's all good." And so she gave the okay. If she didn't give the okay, <laughs> we would not be hanging out right now. Okay. So uh, that's good, man. I'm glad Gut Check hasn't caused any marital strife or gotten nope. in the middle of. Okay, not We're... at all. It's all good. It's always good on a day off, and even I got my kids running around playing, climbing all over the house and the roof and everything else. Nice, man. I'm looking right now at your uh, your picture on Skype, and uh, you're you're in the the suit. You, you've got kind of the hipster glasses on. You've got oh, the the giant beard. You're looking you're looking really dangerous, and and your uh, your hands are kind of folded in front of you, showcasing this 1689 uh, Baptist OG kind of tattoo. Um, so I think the first thing I want to ask you about is is kind of your persona, um, because we have we have a guy named Cliff Graham on on uh, the podcast as often as we can. Um, and, and we like to uh, goof on his persona, even though we both kind of think it's insanely awesome. Um, that he he's uh, you know the outdoors climbing a mountain, uh, right. and, and, and and you know it's it's all in good fun. He sent us recently a a Photoshop picture of him having killed an, an elephant with a bow and arrow and sitting on the elephant. <laughs> um, now I want to ask you how uh, how long has your kind of uh, current vibe been developing? And and I, this is going to be this is going to be research for me, uh, and and I'll reveal that in just a moment. How so? Um, but uh, I, I've seen pictures of you uh, where you're kind of skinheaded. Uh, this must be somewhere on Amazon or something, because uh, I'm, I'm reading your book, uh, Experiencing the Trinity, right now, and I was just kind of right. clicking around. Um, and and I'm just I'm just curious. Um, you know, how how did you kind of find your your uh, sweet spot where where you're the guy that that I think most Calvinists. Uh, who who know anything about Calvinist culture can pick you out even if they didn't know your name. Well, I don't I don't know um, about all that. I know that um, uh, in, in terms of personality or persona, I, I don't honestly think about it much. Um, the, the the dominant thing, I guess, the dominant uh, aspects about my personality are um, I have been into um, darker. Art forms, and I don't mean like the dark arts. I mean like, <laughs> I mean like darker art forms, horror stories, horror movies. Since I was a very tiny kid, and I've been listening to metal since I was a very little kid. I mean, I was listening to that's not exactly metal, but when I was six years old, I had Kiss posters on my walls and uh, oh had the had the Destroyer album playing on the turntable. So, so that was. Um, I mean, I've always. Been, I've always gravitated towards those things, and so that's always kind of been a part of what I what I like and what interests me. So um, I had long hair for a long time, of course, and all the piercings and all of that back in the '80s. But 
Um, when I went to Moody Bible Institute, they said you can't have long hair, so uh-huh. I said I'll shave it bald. And There's this the, was in- the story I've heard about the guy being told, "Okay, you just need to lose the beard." And he looked up, and on the wall was the big picture of D.L. Moody with the giant right, beard. <laughs> right. Well, we had we had some of those things. They said you can't have long hair, so I shaved my head. And this was in '93, and they went, "Oh no, no, you can't shave your head," <laughs> and because uh, white guys weren't really doing that back then. Um, it looks too extreme. And so uh, I had to wait around for a while. Um, I played ball, you know, when we were at uh, Southern. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great school, and I, I was happy to be at Southern Seminary. Um, the culture there is, uh, you know, not really my culture, but uh, it's great theology, great faculty, and I loved it. So uh, once we got here and started planting, I was able to just kind of be myself and not really worry about it. And truth is, is um, our church is very diverse. We have sweet little old ladies. We have um, young guys in bands that tour. Uh, we have rich and poor. And uh, there's really no monolithic culture at our church at all. So we're all just pretty happy being who we are. And uh, we don't really, we tease each other about who we are, but um, we don't really try to push any one particular uh, steez, as my friends might say. Um I was hoping that Ted Ted just texted me and said that he's shooting. He's, Ted's off shooting with his son and his dad, so I don't want to mess with that. All right, yeah, uh, that and, sounds and, dangerous. As far as I know, Ted has only ever shot uh, a few times, and and a couple of them have been with me. And so he, shoot, he shoots his mouth off. I've I've, I've noticed that. <laughs> well, your, your church is uh, you you planted your church. Yes. Is it affiliated yeah. with a uh, particular denomination? or? Yeah, we are Southern Baptists, okay. and we are a part of Acts 29. Oh, nice. Okay, now is that a common overlap? It actually is. Uh, within Acts 29, a fairly common overlap. Um, there are a, a few different denominations that are represented. You know, Acts 29 is an interdenominational network of churches that plant churches. And mm-hmm. so we have uh, Presbyterians, you know, PCA churches in there. We have... Um, uh, evangelical free. I believe I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure um, Southern Baptist is the largest represented denomination in X29. There's a guy here in my town named Noel who uh, has an X29 church called Riverview Church, and they've got a number mm-hmm. of campuses and things. And he's also rocking the the, the giant beard. Um, yeah, Noel. Noel is a total poser. <laughs> I would, um, and if, if Noel's listening to this, he knows what's up. <laughs> no, I love uh, Noel. Um, Heikinen, uh, if I can ever pronounce his name. I right. always want to say Heineken, but if, obviously that's something else. I know he he is um, he is a super solid dude, and God is doing amazing things through him and their church. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, really, really good guy. Yeah, the beard thing. Uh, you know, I, I I wanted a beard ever since I was a kid. I always wanted a beard, and uh, I remember Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden would frequently grow out his beard, and, and I was a kid, like watching Iron Maiden, and like, oh, he's got the beard now, and. I didn't think I could grow one, and uh, we've got a bunch of guys in our church that have beards, and they finally told me to just stop being a baby and let it go, uh, <laughs> so I did, and um, and yeah, it, it actually came in. I just trimmed it up. It's a short beard now. Now, your kids, uh, how old are they? We have a 14-year-old girl, a 11-year-old boy, um, a 7-year-old girl who's staring at me right now in the garage, and a 5-year-old boy. Okay, now is it, are the seven and five year olds? Do do they have Kiss posters or enjoy you know the the melodies of Iron Maiden or no? Like none of my kids like good music like that. <laughs> they all like like uh, let's see, they they like pop music. I mean, Eli, my eleven year old boy, likes hip hop, and so he likes some of the good stuff there. 
but he tends to favor the dancey stuff, which I'm not into. Um, Catherine likes t- all things Taylor Swift. She's 14. I took her to the concert. Uh, yes, and May May, my daughter Madeline loves Taylor Swift. And who else do you like? You don't know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, they're not. My, my daughter though, Catherine, she is the most compliant. She is. She has never complained one day in her life ever. Um, she's just a real sweet girl, um, and uh, real artistic, real creative. She um, she loves scary things. So she's the most like her dad in that way, that uh, she loves scary stories and scary movies and uh, all that stuff. The dream, I think, for every parent is to kind of see some of the stuff that you that you like about yourself in your kids and none of the stuff that you, you know, are wanting to see crucified and go away. Now, I have to quick ask you, what, what the world is that sound, man? It sounds like maybe you're counting dominoes or... Or kind of like swimming Scrooge McDuck style through a large vault of coins? There's no sound over here. Really? That's really strange. Huh. Do you hear it right now? I don't hear it right now, no. There it is. Okay, you know what that is? That's my coat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's off. It's off. Coat is off. That's great. So sorry about that. No, no that was, it was a little element of mystery to the, to the whole uh, thing. Uh, by the way, if you haven't seen it yet, you would appreciate an article that just came out of the Blazing Center. Uh, Stephen Altrogi got uh, Barnabas Piper and Ted Clock and myself brainstorming. What are the the symptoms uh, for adult onset Calvinism? Uh, yeah. And and it's just kind of like a more you know kind of thing. But uh, one in four apparently you know will will at some point uh, experience symptoms. So just, I just think know. that's a I think that's 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 a conservative number too. <laughs> I think so. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. I think maybe it's on the on the way back down. I almost hope Calvinism gets less cool going forward. Um, I feel like there's as long as there's kind of a kitsch to it, there are going to be people who um, are kind of halfway into it. And yeah, and it becomes, because it's the problem and, with with you know new Calvinism. New, new Calvinism is is good in that it's exposing people to uh, certain aspects of uh, reformed theology, and it's encouraging theological engagement. Um, but New Calvinism fails in that it tends to be uh, almost anti-confessional. Um, it's, it's, it's typically um, only focusing on aspects of soteriology, um, law, covenants, uh, things like that's generally not uh, highlighted. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thankful for, you know, any time there's interest in Reformed thinking. But, uh, yeah, the... There's, there's definitely a bad that comes with the good. Um, so we just gotta we gotta encourage people to go deeper than than the popular level fad stuff. But then there are the guys like the, our, Scott, our Scott Clark type approach, uh, <laughs> where if you're not you know sp- sprinkling the babies, then how dare you call yourself even a Calvinist in any way? Right, right. So there's you know the two kind of extremes. You know, is exactly. either and, and 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 I think the idea that. Uh, this this is barely even the gut check podcast of this. I don't think Ted and I have ever discussed theology, but uh, the idea that Tulip kind of uh, sums up the heart of of Calvinism is such a, a just right. frustrating uh, kind of relic of of a, a spat hundreds of years ago that just mm-hmm. won't go away. Yeah. Um, 
But oh well, yeah. Like you, like you say, anytime you know, it, it's almost like what you and, and this is, this is borderline blasphemy. But it's almost like when Paul said, if people are preaching Christ, um, you know, whether it's good motives or bad, I praise God because they're pe- preaching Christ. And I guess it's not blasphemy because I think I think that uh, some of the things that are having a resurgence now really are the the core of preaching Christ. And so even if yeah. it's because you know I want to wear the so and so as my homeboy T shirt or whatever, um, hey, if people are looking at it and talking about it, praise God. Yeah. I, I find that a lot of guys, like I, I take guys um, uh, through, and it's, I'm, a lot of us are in discipleship groups at my church. And so we have small groups called community groups where everybody's together, uh, mixed company kind of thing. But then we have discipleship groups, which are groups of, you know, just dudes or just ladies. And in my group, um, I'm taking guys through Calvin's Institutes. And, um, and, and these are guys like, you know, one is a truck driver uh, one is uh, a financial guy and financial investor. Um, one guy manages a gas station. Um, you know what I mean? And, and like, and and they're all these different guys, young and young and older, and they all love getting into real theology and exploring the truth of God. And so, getting past the fad, getting past the the noise of New Calvinism and into actual Reformed theology is where people start to get really excited. It's like they move beyond um, kind of fanboyism and into respect uh, right, for right. the truth. And that's, that's I think, just super exciting. You just got to take them in there, and they're, most of these guys are willing to go. And it, I, really, it's kind of uh, allegorical, that's not the word. It's kind of emblematic of kind of the, the in the 90s, I, there was a huge thriving it's now kind of just this withered husk of a a christian pop culture but i remember going to like creation 93 and mm. everybody was wearing the jesus t-shirts with the clever sayings and everyone was wearing the right cross necklaces and everybody and there were a lot of people who were kind of into christianity on that same kind of surface pop culture level and then there were you know the the challenge was how do you draw people deeper so that's nothing new uh, right. I guess that'll always be the case. Uh, it may go kind of all the way back to to like uh, you know in early eighteenth eighteenth century. If you were Danish, you were Lutheran, so you were a Christian. <laughs> yeah, you know, but you got to get some. You know, <laughs> at some point, we have to get people actually reading the scriptures and 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 living the life. So, right, uh, right. Let me shift gears and ask you about cigars, man. You wrote a really great, uh, almost too great. At Gut check. We don't really like uh, anything that might be construed as competition of any sort. Um, and you wrote a great series of articles about uh, cigars and, and faith and, and Christian liberty and, and kind of just where you come from with all that. And, uh, and, and like I say, it was, it was almost a little too good, and we, we would urge you in the future to maybe uh, handicap yourself a little when you're addressing the topic because Ted and I like to think that we've written the definitive work on, on that subject. Um, I'm I mean, still curious. How do you write a book on cigars? And you include a guy like Jared Wilson, who was smoking like one cigar a year. When you could have had me, I smoke like three cigars a day. And everybody knows I'm the cigar guy. Nobody knows that Jared's a cigar guy. And you're doing, you go to Jared? I, all think... right, I see how y'all roll. You go, you go for the big names instead of the real people. I see you guys are just like everybody else out there. Go for the big names and the big platform rather than the real people. What it is is we're trying to like convey this indie kind of uh, back of the the van, you know, boxing ring in the basement kind of thing. But really, gut check is this very faceless corporate, you know, steel and glass tower, uh, just crusher of dreams entity. No, uh, and it. you've kind of unmasked that here. Yeah, no, you guys, you guys are run by one of the big seminaries. You guys from Masters College, Masters Seminary. That's what this is. <laughs> I knew it. You guys tie in so well. 
Mission statement, master the world. Yeah. Um, you know what, Joe? I, 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 like I told you, we'd love to get an interview with you for, for uh, our, our follow-up. Uh, and and we, what we had – do you smoke pipes? Uh, I used to smoke pipes for years, yeah. But I have pipes. My wife wishes I would smoke the pipes in the house. But, but, yeah. uh, but nothing beats a cigar. Yeah. Yeah, so amen. I, amen. I had to go to pipe when we started having kids because I couldn't afford cigars anymore because <laughs> um, I don't smoke garbage cigars. So I went to pipes because I could afford pipe tobacco and I have pipes. But um, then when um, you know, I started writing and I get a little bit of allowance you know, um, for discretionary spending, then I went back to cigars. You know, there there are some things that you do not cut corners on. Uh, I would say you don't want any kind of ketchup other than Heinz, and uh, two or three other things. Everything else, yeah. I'm as Dutch as it gets, and I just buy whatever, like the government brand. But cigars is one of those things too. What what what's your favorite uh, brand of cigars? Yeah, there there isn't one, um, but uh, I really enjoy all things Tatuaje. So um, they, you know, make some of my some of my most commonly smoked cigar. The Tatuaje ten year anniversary might be one of my favorites. Uh, Caldwell Cigar Company is putting out amazing cigars. A lot of the boutique companies are killing it right now. So um, Caldwell, uh, they have um, a cigar called Long Live the King and the King is Dead. And the Eastern Standard is also um, uh, a milder cigar, but it's also it's also very good. Also by Caldwell, Warped is a newer cigar company putting out some great stuff. La Hacienda that they put out is just brilliant. Never heard um, of that. Yeah, it's uh, it's just fantastic. But then you know I like uh, I like Avo um, uh, in particular. Their XO is probably my favorite one that they make. Um, I like Mika Rustica, uh, you know, which is a good one by uh, like you know, Liga Privada. There's there's a bunch, there's a bunch, but um, probably my uh, my my most enjoyed cigars at the moment are called by Caldwell Cigar and Warped Cigar and Tatuaje. Huh. Now now Ted is a huge devotee of uh, Tarano cigars because mm-hmm. he's got a connection to the guy, but they just got bought out uh, by one of the big. Congloms, and I wonder if they're going to we're going to see a change in the quality. Um, no, no, you you shouldn't. Um, it, it depends, but like for example, um, Drew Estates, you know, they make acid cigars, which are terrible. Yeah. But um, but they also make a lot of really good natural cigars. Um, Lika Bravada, uh, Nika Rustica. Um, they, they they do some great stuff. So um, they were bought out by Swisher Sweet. Really. <laughs> Yeah, by Swisher Sweet. Yeah, baby. You know that's how so, I got smoking cigars when I was about eighteen. Um, the plastic tips and yeah, I was I was in third grade and I, used, <laughs> I was oh and I, I would go I would go to the grocery store and help myself. I have my daughter here, so I'm going to say it in a certain way. But I would help myself to um, a sealed pack of I think they were called white owls. And uh, I would walk out, and I would enjoy those uh, behind my grandma's church. Oh my goodness, dude! So, you got yeah. a really good uh, testimony. You can start yeah, right. with, with you know the five finger discount on the cigars at the right. church. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, so Ooh. yeah, it doesn't. Hey, necessarily hey Joe, mean- sorry, one second. I'm I'm adding Ted to this deal. He's suddenly free. He must have either shot someone or been shot. Uh, and and we can't leave him out of this conversation. This is getting too good here. Hold on a minute. Baby, you there? Yeah, Ted. We're hey, on hey, with uh, hey, Joe what's here. What's going on, man? Ted has good hair. Joe, how are you? What's up, man? 
Hey, not much. Thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, well, thank you for joining us. This. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, thanks. It's good that you could be here, Ted. <laughs> I, good that you could be here on your uh, your radio program, your wildly successful uh, ranked on iTunes Germany uh, podcast. Yeah, it's good to be here, man. Good to be here on my own show. What Ted, guess what I'm say? drinking, man? Baby, you are drinking some uh, some free guru energy, aren't you? I am, and it is stinking delicious. Joe, did you know we hit the big time and we have a sponsor? No, no. Who's your sponsor? The best energy drink you can imagine. It's called Guru. It's organic, and uh, it's Canadian. Uh, it, you know, kind of like Ted and I. We're organic Canadian, uh, and <laughs> it is. It is seriously. It is stinking delicious. It. it we no. reviewed it well, and we up? we gave it a glowing recommendation, and then Ted just jokingly asked them to sponsor us, and and we're hoping it'll be an ongoing thing. Very cool. Now I haven't got my cases yet. Zach, because I'm uh, I'm traveling right now. I'm actually in uh, Guru Energy Studios North here in uh, in Indiana. But um, what what flavor are you enjoying there? This is the original man, the one we already had, uh, and no, and I, I brought some uh, some other kinds too. So you and I can review these as as we as we go through the, the next few months. Um, and, and Dude, we're going to be honest, I'm... listeners. Even though we've been, you know, sponsored by them, we're we're not going to say that they're all 100 percent great. Some of them might not be our cup of tea, especially the ones that contain a lot of tea. Yeah, I was going to say the cup of tea flavor may may not be our cup of tea. But <laughs> baby, what have you covered with Joe already, man? Have you guys been on for like uh, an hour already? No, we're uh, we're at uh, 25 minutes, and uh, we were okay. talking about uh, his his awesome uh, persona. Which apparently okay. has always been trying to break through, uh, but just kind of like the the Christian machine kept kind of trying to to uh, hamstring him. Now there. I feel like Joe's persona. Correct me if I'm wrong, man. I feel like that that whole thing is huge right now. Like the whole the 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 beard, the the tattoos, that whole thing. I mean, I feel like if, if there was ever a time for that persona, it would be right now. Am I right? Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I, the whole that whole thing is weird to me. Um, I've had tattoos for twenty years. Uh, I've been reformed for twenty some years. Uh, so, like a lot of this is just kind of people copying you. I, I no, I don't think people are copying me. I just think like I don't. I don't know. I've, I've always Joe. Some people are copying you. I, I was I was telling Zach, you know, I've always wanted to have a beard, and I didn't think I could grow one. And so a bunch of mm-hmm. the bearded guys in the church uh, said, "Stop being a baby," and I grew a beard, and it nice, man. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think cyclically things come into fashion, and so uh, beards are popular right now. And yeah. bald is good for any of us who are balding. So um, <laughs> we just go ahead and shave. Uh, it's the yeah, you know, that's century. my backup plan, man. I mean, as soon as this magnificent head of hair that I've got uh, starts to <laughs> I look at that. Born, man. You you've got the hairline of confidence. That, that's not uh, that's not going away. I can see that. There. I'm looking at your picture. Big T, have you ever no, considered uh, the beard, like the big beard? Dude, you know what? I've never considered the big beard. To be honest, I uh, I feel like as long as I got the the huge head of hair, you know, up top, I I don't know. I feel like the beard would it'd be a little too caveman, right? It'd know? almost be kind of like homeless. Yeah. No, nah, it would just be pre-fall. That's all that is, man. <laughs> you just need to get, you need to get going, man. It. Get on that yeah, beer. Joe, which if you think about it, is the ultimate like vintage hipster thing because it gets more than Adam. You know what I'm saying? Say that like, again, you, Ted, could, because you, could, you sound like you are kind of calling from the garden. Okay, yeah. I, I was just saying <laughs> that it would be that, that Wait, what are you guys laughing about? It's even worse now. You just kind of disappeared, man. Are you outside? Go outside. 
No, I'm not outside. I'm inside. I'm in. Uh, I'm in my parents' house, and I'm I'm on Wi-Fi. So I'm walking like literally back to where the where the thing is. So is is this better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Joe Joe <laughs> was saying that uh, if I were to have the long hair and grow the beard, it would be like a pre-fall kind of look. And I was just saying that that would be the ultimate hipster thing because hipsters always like whatever's vintage. So um, it just it gets no more vintage than than Adam. Adam, like, you can say that like I like humanity's early stuff. You know, and what you really are saying is <laughs> the earliest, earliest <laughs> is Adam. So maybe I'll do that, man. I, I, you should, man. It doesn't have to be a big beard. Just you know, just yeah. Cover that, cover that face. Yeah, just a little, little, little something. You know, it did occur to me though, like with this huge Ellis like, beard, with with a shaven head and beard trend, like you only ever see like a third of guy's face anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, isn't that and awesome? That, <laughs> that top part of, of guys' faces, like, a, 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 everybody kind of looks the same now, you know? It's like um, backwards Batman. So, yeah, so it, it is. It's like backwards. Like, I don't know who I'm looking at sometimes. Nobody, do you, what, do you want to look at guys' faces? Oh. There's nothing to look at there. No, you're you right. Should, we're all, we're all kind of, listen, the re, there's a reason God gave men beards and not women. Women look good, right. and we right. don't. Right. Cover that up. Right, but I mean, there's some there's some faces you don't want covered, right? I mean, even guys' faces, like Noah Filipiak has kind of the the almost invisible blonde beard, so you can still see like the the lantern jaw, and like I mean, Barnabas Piper, he should stay fresh faced. No, no subtext there. I'm just saying. Barnabas Piper looks like uh, a mannequin that just came alive. <laughs> no, Tim LaHaye okay. looks like a mannequin that just came alive. Barnabas, no, seriously, you guys think you guys think Barnabas Piper is like J.C. Penney's mannequin handsome? Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, I didn't say handsome. I said he looks plastic. Okay. Looks plastic. <laughs> he okay. looks if if, uh, if he looks because he's got the build of a mannequin. Okay, he's as stiff as a mannequin. Okay, he's about as expressional as a mannequin. Wow, um, you know, but he writes better than a mannequin. He's funnier <laughs> than a mannequin. He writes better than most mannequins. I mean, let's not. Yeah, well, I, I was just trying to be, you know. Yeah, trying <laughs> trying try, try to end it on a positive note. <laughs> I love it. I'd like to hear what Joe has to say about Turkish. Oh, Frank, Frank Turk? Frank Turk, yeah. Oh, man, I don't talk to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, the guy, like, uh, Frank's always, no, not always. Uh, Frank has been, has been kind to me and uh, online. And, uh, but that whole um, Team Pyro thing, man, just I found to be not so encouraging. So... I think um, he did too, which is why he's not on it anymore. Honestly. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I wouldn't know. Um, yeah. I mean, he's been uh, online in our online interactions. He's he's been really cool. I just a lot of the stuff that um, that those guys were writing, and and even when I would agree with them, just the approach, I just it, it, it that just didn't click with me. That's just not how um, how I like uh, to engage. So um, I just I just I didn't read that stuff because I would get angry and I'm yeah. angry. Naturally, I don't need to throw <laughs> gasoline on the fire. Exactly, um, man. I I know what you mean. I know but the I'll, feeling. But I'll, I'll be honest. I was I was kind of thinking of Team Pyro when you brought up uh, Frank. Um, but yeah, no, all of our Facebook interactions, and everything. He's been he's been really kind to me. But yeah, I, we but love I, Turkish I, over here. And I'll tell you what, I, I mean, you and I are the. I, I think we're the only two guys that still that, that talk to Turkish. So <laughs> kind of is linked to the outside world now. <laughs> you guys, you guys call him Turkish delight. Yeah, I yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Turkish makes- D, yeah, no, we 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 like having pizza with Turk when he's in when he stops in the state for like uh, very briefly, uh, and and yeah, that that I I thought we were just gonna like like 
roast him. I didn't know this was going to get serious. But yeah, I tell you what, I did go on myself. I, I got into the kind of new Calvinist, uh, you know, listening to Fighting for the Faith every day, read, you know, White Horse in, reading all the, the, the blogs that everybody's, you know, the, um, it, back, back in the day when, when, uh, Ted and Kevin DeYoung were, were, uh, cranking out books here. Uh, back when is, I was successful. This is Except when back. I was, was really, really getting into the, the kind of that subculture. And I hit a point where I, I was reading a blog called Poop Emerges. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? No. It was, no. it was about the emergence. It was like Poop Emerges, uh, too, or something like that. I don't know. And, and I was like, what am I, what am I doing? I'm a grown man. And I actually kind of cut myself off from, from most of that stuff. <laughs> or, and, and, and honestly, I probably was spiritually better for it. Yeah. All the guys that I know, like the pa- and I'm thinking of, of, of pastors in particular. The pastors that I look at and admire and um, for their character, their, you know, their walk with the Lord, and the fruitfulness of their ministry, which is not church size dependent. Um, when I look at those pastors, what I notice is that they are almost singularly focused on, on their church and um, they don't get wrapped up in denominational politics and nonsense, though sometimes that's necessary. And, um, but they don't get all, it doesn't consume them and, uh, they don't spend a ton of time, uh, online. And I'll tell you what, when my blog was really popular back in like the aughts, um, my church wasn't doing so well. (laughs) And when we, when we planted Redeemer and I, I kind of knocked it off with the blogging and I mean, I still blog, but I'm, I'm just not very good at it. Um, when I, when I just kind of pulled back and focused on the church, man, uh, it's, there's been an incredible difference, not only in my mm. personal life, but in the life of the church and then the health of the church. So, man, that is awesome. That's really good to hear actually. And, and I think, I think we would benefit from, from more stories like that. Now, how, how did you, if, if you, if I could ask a question, how did you, did it just feel better personally to kind of pull back from some of that? I mean, did you feel like you had some, you know, some some mind space and some some spo- some soul space to just kind of you know build build more time into your church by pulling back from uh, you know the blogosphere and kind of trying to be famous and getting approval that way? Yeah, uh, hang on a quick second. You guys got to be quiet out there. There you go. My kids are tearing up the backyard. Holy cow. Tearing it up, man. Ted, All if right. you think if you're imagining Joe like taking two coins like Val Kilmer and kind of like shuffling them around in his hand, it's actually his coat you're hearing. So so okay. just my adjust your my coat is off. Oh, okay. He's got coins now. I okay. just have to swimming in coins. <laughs> so, okay, if I if I heard your question correctly, I only heard part of part of it because of all the noise my kids were making. Right, Eli? Yeah. Um <laughs> pulling back uh, was a necessity because when, um, when we planted our first church, um, things were good. And we went from six people to 60 people. A third of our people were new converts. But we, at, at, around that time, we lost vision, which was my fault. Didn't have a clear vision for who we were going to be and where we were going next. And uh, we became inwardly focused. And so we stopped reaching people. And uh, smash cut to uh, a year and a half later when we replant as Redeemer Fellowship with you – know, I had gotten some, some coaching, some help and all of that. We, um, we, now we knew who we were supposed to be as a local church and how we were going to operate as a, as a, as a reformed uh, missional church in the suburbs of Chicago. Uh, I simply didn't have time. 
to <laughs> to be online. So it was more like it's not like I made a conscious decision. Boy, you're spending too much time on the internet. Mm-hmm. It was more I ain't got time for that now. And then the byproduct of that was um, like just freedom. You know, people talk about that all the time. Like, oh, I got off Facebook or I got off this, and there was so much freedom. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great. I, th- I mean, I, whatever at whatever level you need to or can do that, I think that's really good. And we should probably all check ourselves much more often than we do about what needs to go. I know I do. But so yeah, it was it was liberating and fun, and it just it made um, it made church life. Uh, just much more that much more important, and this is why like i i don 't debate online theologically i 'm in mm. some of these Facebook groups, and everybody wants to debate about divine impassibility um, or the, the lord 's day and the Sabbath and like I have those conversations with real people in my life yeah right, right. i don 't need to do it online i don 't want to do it online. <laughs> That's a good point, and I think it's a lot easier for many people to have the kind of keyboard warrior faith, faceless interaction uh, rather than engage themselves in someone else's life and, and have the hard discussions. Right. Yeah, let me ask you this, though. You're, you've got a book out now with Crossway. Um, are you finding in, in, in the promotion cycle that there's pressure on you to get back on the social media and, and do all that stuff to promote the book? Yeah, well, well, Crossway is really cool about that. Um, they don't they don't put the screws to you, um, but they tell you keep your blog active. You know, do that kind of a thing. But I'm I'm really bad at self promotion. Um, not because I'm not in love with myself and think I'm awesome. I, I I'm just as proud as everybody else, if not more. But I'm very uncomfortable with a lot of self promotion. So I promote my book when it comes out, and then that's about it. <laughs> so um, I'm not uh, I'm just not really. I just don't feel real weird to me. So yeah, um, you know the the first book uh, with Crossway was great. Uh, I felt like it got more promotion. Uh, second book is going well. It's getting really well, being really well received. Um, and I'm working on. Uh, I, I can't really talk about it yet, but I've got a I got a three book deal uh, that I'm working on right now that we just uh, got the okay for. So um, yeah, I'll be I'll be back to writing uh, at nights in my garage. <laughs> uh, with all the coins, with all the coins and the coats, coats and the coins, coats and coins publishing <laughs> with Joe Thorne. <laughs> it's the best way. It's the best way I do it. Ted, did, you saw the? Did I show you the the video with JT and uh, and JT and JT with Justin yeah. Taylor and uh, and Joe Thorne, where he's like, I'm I'm going to read from your book a little bit, and Joe's just like, no, and then there's like awkward silence for like ten seconds, and then it just goes to the Crossway logo. I did see that, man. JT, it was good to see JT again. Yeah, and that was brilliant. You, you know that that kind of thing is what gets uh, you know, like it, it wasn't even about the book, no, but but funny. that kind of like silly little, just like here's something. Um, the, it's like, the, hey, you know, Crossway can have fun accidentally. You know, <laughs> Crossway can happen into a little fun once in a while. Yep, and then immediately pull back. <laughs> <laughs> well, there. I mean, it's honestly, I, I'm I'm just. Happy that, like that. That was their creative team saying, "Hey, we can edit this and make it awkward and funny." Right. Uh, like we didn't actually do that. So right. um, they have just walking oh, through. Oh, you didn't do that. No, not at all. Oh. No, they just edited different parts of the article, all the dead space or the interview, and put in dead space, and that's it. <laughs> okay, I, I figured it was kind of a little outtake or, or a thing you decided to do after. The, okay. No, that's that's what Kevin DeYoung and and JT do. I don't. I don't get to actually act. They don't trust me to act. Yeah, yeah. And, and to have you know, fun you get to that Kevin DeYoung level, and you, it's like Liam Neeson making more uh, versions of the movie Taken. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, Kevin. Kevin can just, you know, he he can 
do whatever he wants there in Crossway Studios. You know, yeah, yeah. they love him. They love him. They love him. They love him. He's already. They're already saying he's the next J.I. Packer. Wow, dude! Wow. So he can look forward to doing a lot of endorsements on on book jackets. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> so Zach, note to self: we can get him to blurb our books now. <laughs> if he's going to be the next, truly the next J.I. Packer. <laughs> All right, guys, I, I gotta I gotta transition here to the the main topic. I really wanted to get Joe's input on, and Ted, I want to get yours too. Um, and and I, I was mentioning this earlier. I was asking Joe when when he kind of like solidified the vibe that he's got now. Okay. Um, it, to which he kind of answered with like a kind of confused bit of derisive, like, what are you even talking about? You sound like right, a girl kind of thing. When, when you have a persona, you can't, you can't sort of acknowledge that you spent time building the persona. And then, but Ted, you do. You spent time building the persona. <sighs> yeah, yes and no. I don't know, man. I mean, I think I've spent my whole life building the persona. You know what I mean? Like starting in like middle school, probably. I all don't right, know. yeah, and, and to some degree, we all do that. But here's my yeah. question: It's yeah. this, For, it, particularly the guy who's got the the freaking hand tat, uh, referencing a, a uh, early Baptist. Uh, but by the way, the creed that I or the yeah the the uh, confession that I subscribe to, um, I can't get that one now, or I'd be straight up copying uh, Joe Thorne. But my my thought was you get it on another part of your body, but uh, for whatever, <laughs> continue. <laughs> And Ted, I haven't even run this up up the flagpole to to get the gut check response in general. Okay. Uh, my, my, I kept telling my wife I was going to get a, a tattoo on my inner arm, you know, mm-hmm. where where guys often will. Not the outer, so that you can even kind of turn your arms and whatever. So get it on the part where it hurts really yeah. bad. Yeah, the yeah. painful part. Um, yeah. I, I have a tattoo now on my where my bicep would be if I had a bicep. Uh, and I got a in college a it's it's the like star of David with the cross in the middle of it. Um, which, which is very dispensational, I think, and how it's usually interpreted. And I had to go back when I, when I, uh, kind of turned away from all that and, and very creatively redetermine what it means. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I kept saying, I'm not going to get this one just because I, I, I mean, I was getting older, you know, I'm like, well, yeah. now I'm in my thirties now I'm in my mid thirties now I'm in my late thirties. And I just had like this bizarre, um, I think I'm having an early midlife crisis because my best buddy moved away, right? And so mm. he's doing really well. Um, yeah, he's you Don't know put that but, on me, baby. You got your own stuff going on. <laughs> we all have stories. But but I I just said to Aaron, I said, what if I got and I and I showed her uh, these these two. One of them is the the uh, a tattoo of me. You want to get a tattoo? That's where this is going. Yeah, it's a tattoo of ta- on one arm would be his hair, and on the other okay. arm would be his face. And if I spin and you, around really fast and you just look at one spot, it looks like <laughs> no. no. Uh, one of them would be the the uh, Ted for for your benefit, the IHS, which is the the Greek uh, uh, monogram of of Jesus, Jesus. And okay. then uh, on, on the other arm, the the uh, Kiro with uh, an Alpha and Omega on the other side, which is a little bit played out for for kind of Christian right. millennials and and Gen Xers and whatever I am a Gen Xer, I guess. Right. Um, but but she was like, oh, that would be really cool, and I'm like, okay, well, if my lady's gonna like it, that's one thing down. But but you know, kind of give me this the real honest, harsh feedback to uh, to the realities there I'm overlooking uh, about about a, a guy who pastors a church, um, you know, that's kind of uh, traditional, uh, but also puts out gut check books with Ted Cluck, uh, suddenly having two visible tattoos. Are you asking me or Joe? I'm asking you both. Joe, Joe would probably, well, no, because he because he hangs out with you know the the real people of the earth. Maybe wouldn't have a sense. Dude, here's of, here's the here's the thing. The, here's the blessing about being almost forty, right? Which you are, and which I am. Um, 
really no one at all cares what you do anymore. Yeah, that's true. That, that is true. You know? I mean, it's not like you're a college sophomore and you're going to be sort of like parading it around the dorm, you know, like nobody cares. Nobody's even going to see it, you know, like do what you want, man. I, I think it sounds awesome. I think you should do it. I think more even maybe, maybe more importantly than nobody cares is that once you get into your 40s, you don't care. That's I don't, true. I don't, I don't get the midlife <laughs> crisis thing. I don't get it. Um, now maybe, maybe I'm not there yet. Maybe that's why, but, um, man, I just. Like, I just don't under I don't I don't I'm not I don't have that particular struggle. Mm-hmm. And for us, I mean, goodness, the the I I I pastor a church in a 96 percent white suburban you know small town. Mm-hmm. It is um, it is considered uh, upper middle class to affluent. Uh, though we have some uh, poverty as well, and nobody cares. Yeah. And, Nobody cares. That's why my tattoos eventually crept down onto my hand because, you know, I've I've been here long enough. I grew up here. I know this area, but it's it's not a barrier. I mean, every yeah. people in town know me, and I walk anywhere, and it's just it's never an issue. Whether I'm doing a wedding, hospital visits, mm-hmm. um, you know, marriage counseling, or greeting newcomers. Now, sometimes when people show up at the church to visit. And they're like, I'm like, hey, how you doing? I'm Joe. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't met you yet. And they're like, oh, it's our first time. I'm like, oh, cool. And then they find out that I'm the pastor. They're like, oh, you're the pastor. I thought you had a prison ministry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> no, that's Scott over there. He runs a prison ministry. The guy with no tattoos. Uh, <laughs> the guy in khakis and a golf shirt. <laughs> right, right. No, he, uh, the guy, the guy uh, that runs a prison ministry does have a big beard and looks like he's been in prison uh, for about 20 years, but he has not been. Ah, Okay. Uh, Soldiers of Christ Prison Ministries. That's is, the money. I love it. Is, uh, is his thing. Now, I feel like tattoos have, have very much lost their stigma. No one's not getting a job because you can see their tattoos. Military some, has really, or, or relaxed anyway, the rules. Um, some, some jobs it will bar you from some jobs. Uh, really? But yeah, but not, not, not like it used to. Um, and again, they'd have to be visible. Uh, for some jobs, right? So, I mean, in other words, like, listen, if you're fat, some jobs aren't, some places aren't going to hire you. That's true. So, and so uh, if you're really ugly, some places aren't going to hire you. So, so uh, gut check wouldn't hire you, actually. Gut check, we, we discriminate toward beautiful people, right, Zach? <laughs> exactly. Which, yes. is why, which is why you and I are the only employees so far. <laughs> Your hair is beautiful, though. It is like a lion. Hey, yeah. Big T, have so, you ever considered the, uh, the tattoo? You know, I have considered it, and uh, and I, I I've just never gone there. I, I I don't think I've wanted it bad enough to uh, to to really go through with it. But that being said, I have nothing against it. I mean, I, I and I actually I admire a lot of people's tattoos. I think there are, there are a lot of cool ones out there. I just haven't. You know, it'd be very cool. I haven't tattoo pulled the trigger myself. Tattoo. Freaking gut check logo. You know, it would man. That would be a good tattoo. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe that'll be the that'll be the first one. Guys, I got a bolt here in a minute. I'm going to speak at uh, the Breathe Writers Conference. Is that um, a lady? Is that a ladies' conference? What is that? It, yeah, it is like, predominantly nice. women. Yeah, breathe. It sounds like a ladies' thing. It, breathe. It, it is predominantly women. There, there are a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of talk of like overcoming your writing fears. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what that means at all. Uh, my agent actually is the one who runs the whole thing, so I, I am almost always involved. I'm and I'm doing the uh, devotional tomorrow. Uh, and and it, by that I mean I'm going to make a whole bunch of jokes about Mike Whitmer with him sitting right there. That's very, oh, right on, man. Very right. edifying. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and you know probably pre- preach the gospel. Uh, t- Ted, you got any uh, closing questions for Joe? 
You know, I don't, man. I'm just happy to have gotten in on the uh, on the interview. I was actually out. Uh, I was shooting guns with my son and my dad, so uh, it was pretty much a, a perfect morning for me, and made more perfect by the fact that I got to, uh, you know, kind of weasel into the the back half of the interview here. So, uh, no, this was great. What kind of guns were you shooting? Uh, just a, a 22 rifle and a 22 pistol. Okay, so you were kind of shooting guns. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the whole machismo like <laughs> that. That joke means nothing to me. But there, it felt to me like we were shooting guns. There, there's we a just, certain kind of thing that I, I say to Ted, knowing that it's going to be just like sliced up, but I can't help it anyway. And that, yeah, that'd gotta, be one of them. Listen, Ted, explain to him that a 22 is the perfect murder weapon. That uh, <laughs> a 22 man, small, quiet, pop somebody in the head. That bullet doesn't come out the other side. It rattles around their brain, and they're Dude, done. Exactly. So, a guy with a hand tattoo once told me that it was the perfect murder weapon. Ted, if I once told me, I mean just now. Ted, were you looking at the uh, thing? Oh, you have your phone here. I was going to say, are you looking at the picture of Joe on Skype while he's saying these things? It's Joe. chilling. No. I bet it is chilling. I feel chilled uh, just kind of thinking about what Joe looks like and hearing those words come it's, out. It's scary it's until not. you realize I'm like four foot ten. Joe, I'm actually going to, uh, so when I put this on our, our webpage for the, this episode, I'm going to Photoshop a gun into the, the 1689 hand uh, right. and, and put you up there just, so, just to kind of complete the, the look. I'm I love it. With that. That's fine. I love it. Ted, Ted though, has, has fired uh, my 40 cal, and he's actually a, uh, a pretty uh, natural marksman, I think. You, were, you probably grew up with guns, right, being in Indiana, kind of rural area? You know, I didn't. I had shot before, but I wasn't like that guy. You know, I wasn't like deer season guy or whatever. But uh, but but no, no, I enjoy it, man. It, it's uh, it's a lot of fun, and, and it was a perfect day for it up here. It's kind of a chilly, uh, chilly gray fall day, and went out to a range, and nobody else was there, and uh, it was perfect. There's man, nothing like with, it uh, where, where there's a chill in the air and the smell of like gunpowder, which makes me sound like like yes, you know dude, like I either I'm a veteran or like a wannabe, you know something but but i just I, I i like the camaraderie of that it's similar to cigars i think shooting yeah, guns totally, totally. you don't sh- talk while you're doing it but you talk around it and and it, it's good for men to get exactly. together now do you guys have uh do you guys have people at your church that conceal carry on sunday um, uh yeah that would be everyone at my church <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where my church at? is like i'm uh i'm in tennessee oh, but great. uh but even my church in Michigan, it was the same thing. Like, kind of in the in the new Calvinist space, if you will, um, kind of guns and being disdainful of the government and sort of planning for, you know, when when everything comes crashing down. That's sort of a hobby of young reformed people. So, um, well, I would yeah, say, I, I feel like I'm the only guy who like doesn't carry in my church. We're we're a small church, so we don't have a ton of people. But um, on any given Sunday, there's probably six people carrying. Really? In, and, in okay. Illinois, aren't you like? Don't you go to prison forever if you have a gun? Yeah, but we don't care. <laughs> uh, no, no, they've 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 repealed that law. You can now conceal carry with the proper permits and everything. Oh, nice. But yeah. um, but they're all uh, they're they're I would say more than half of them are older than me that carry, and nice. then the rest are younger than me. Here's the thing: in Michigan, churches are gun-free zones, so you can't carry unless the presiding official gives you the okay. Uh, so I often give myself the okay, but never on a Sunday, which I don't know. Maybe that's when it's the kind of the soft target when people would come in. I don't know. That's a, that's an interesting question. Baby, well, you know what? You're, you're never a soft target, man. You're a hard target. <laughs> hard target. Meaning which that I hunt people. Which called hard target. Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying that uh, Zach is like the Steven Seagal of podcasting? 
He's like the Steven Seagal of of life, of pastoral ministry, I think. Right pastoral down to the greasy ministry. ponytail. You know? <laughs> you know you what, turn with... him around and Zach, there's a... <laughs> Zach, don't get fat. Don't get fat like um, that Dude, guy. I'm don't getting you skinny, know, he, man. He, he, he gains all the weight in his fingers like Steven Seagal. <laughs> if you've seen his, <laughs> his hand. Yeah, they're like... Like bratwurst fingers. You know what? With no that, offense, Stephen, if you're listening. With, with that, I think we're gonna we're gonna cut this short before it devolves anymore. This has been the <laughs> Gut Check Podcast. Uh, me, Ted Cluck, and Joe Thorne, uh, and we will see you next time. Confidence and wondering why the world is passing by.